Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Hey, it's you. Good morning. Better wake up. How's everybody? This is the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. I'm Mike Raley, or uh, what's what's left of him. And, uh, oh, there's Rufus. Oh, my goodness. And aqua glasses. Well, those are my designer glasses. They certainly are a designer at that. Uh, and uh, Phil Campbell's wearing... Red glasses. They look. Yeah. I always like those. Uh, did you pick those out? No. Lane got these for me for my birthday. Yeah. Got them down in Pinehurst at our favorite little store down there. They're uh, reading glasses. Right. Oh, that's yeah. run by Ed Dalrymple. You're talking about the uh, shop, little the shop corner on the store. corner. The corner store. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love, I love uh, Pinehurst, Southern Pines area down there. I do, too. So uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. I first want to thank all the folks in Rollsville for coming out, and I'm sure there are a lot more people coming out after we left, at the Rose, uh, the uh, downtown Rollsville Farmer's Market. And uh, I guess up and running uh, this morning, probably uh, 9 to 1, something like that, and they uh, turned out a little early for us on uh, last Saturday morning, but we had a we had a great time, just a stupendous time uh, there, and saw a lot of folks. Talked to <coughs> Rufus. In addition to Rufus, we talked to a lot of other politicians. Oh, absolutely! There. Everybody had a word to say. Yeah, we had nice council people. members, the mayor, and how about that ice cream? Yeah. Oh my! Uh, it was it was delicious. It was Grandma or something. But, uh, Phil, I'm sorry you missed that one. I am, too. Uh, mm. It was outstanding. I, I hope that we can go back there sometime. I hope they'll invite us to come back, the downtown Roseville Farmer's Market. Now, wow, that's great. Preliminary to the show is, is uh, where some of the action happens. And uh, we flocks, that is the most beautiful <laughs> tall flocks that you brought in this morning. Yes. I'll have to put a photo of that. On. For sure. Well, I think of Phil. How many people would guess that that's a <coughs> flocks? Yeah, you know, we associate that with ditch banks and and tiny little ground cover pink in the spring. But these are quite different, aren't they? And its name is David, right? And that's what I like about it. So Does much. it have anything to do with uh, King David from the Bible? Well, I would think so. Probably. Yeah. And of course, or it could have son. a uh, something to do with the mayor of <laughs> of Campbelltown. That's right. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it's just a beautiful plant, and I'm, I'm a great advocate of flocks because you, now when this one dies down, clip it off, it come back again. You get about about three crops a year, and nothing can. Uh, it used to be that they would get real moldy, right? Get mildew on them. So I don't think right now I I I haven't seen it, but it's a great thing to do. You you, you I don't know how you can kill one. Well, I'll just tell you I. I like them because you look out into a perennial garden, and 
you I mean they just stand out so well because they're so tall and they're they're just always shining this time of the year they they're just beautiful and so clear white it's hard sometimes to find um, a clear white flower even right. a pansy that's white has mm-hmm. a, a little tiny yellow eye so yeah that's, and gardenias that's are mm-hmm. don't really seem to be pure white right right they have a little center to them uh. So they, uh, are they invasive since they they you can't kill them? Are they invasive? No, I wouldn't call no, it invasive. Not David okay. Flocks. If, if you want to have a, a clump, that, a clump will expand, but that's what you want it to do. Yeah. Now, right. there's another plant that Phil gave me, uh, sort of a bedding plant, and she was out the other day before we went to our brunch at Justin Williams down in, I can't remember where. I, I don't know how you describe her. Middlesex? Middlesex. Emmett. Emmett, uh, Emmett. <laughs> Crossroads and, uh, at Emmett. It, it sort of reminds you a, a little bit of a, a pansy, and you look at it real carefully, and there's a little wishbone down in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Wishbone plant. It's just, if, if, if somebody doesn't believe there's some divine being, and you look at a wishbone plant, then you say, oh, boy, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, we had, our, we, had our Sunday, we had our Sunday school right there in Rufus's backyard. Talking about how special flowers are. I mean, all of the tiny little parts of a flower. It's a terenia, and it grows in the shade, and it trails, and he has some in a container, and it's trailing out of the container. And it comes now, you can get it in white and yellow and um, blue, light blue, purple, uh, magenta, there's lots of different colors that they've come out with now, but it has a tiny in the center of the um, in the center of the bloom. It has a tiny little wishbone, and it's just lying there on the on the bloom. It looks just like a, a chicken or turkey wishbone. Oh, yeah. It is absolutely. So it didn't look like the guy from uh, Rawhide. <laughs> no, oh. I should have brought one in because they're they're just to me. They're just gorgeous. And there's there's also a, another Terenia that grows um, upright, but this one in particular is really nice for the shade and, and containers. Hmm. How about that? Very intriguing. Wishbone and tall flocks yep. this morning to start yep. things out. Something and they would to, go together. Oh, definitely. Are these something that you normally carry or can get, I'm sure? We do. We have, we have plenty of them right now. Just Wishbone or mm, tall flock? Both. How about that? Now, are these white ones or? Yes. Got now some I, white ones. I have to tell you, um, I have to brag on Dan. Dan, the fairground man. Well, I'll tell That's you, you don't have to. Him. Yeah, wait, brag brag away. Yeah, he deserves it. He, um, you know, he's he came to work with us about a year ago, and Dan loves flowers anyway. Um, and so he is, he has done a fantastic job with our perennials. I mean, a fantastic job. He, there is not a perennial out there right now in the perennial bed that, that looks bad. And he's encouraged me, he and Lane both have encouraged me to continue to buy perennials. Every week we're bringing in something new, and every week we're stocking something new on the perennial bed. And it's the perennials are just gorgeous this year. They're the they're the best-looking perennials we've ever had, and it's due to Dan taking such good care of them. 
I mean, he's done he's done a great job, and I really appreciate what he's doing. Well, I, I just look at the way, what he's done with the uh, uh, the fairgrounds uh, flower right. show area. Uh, he's he, getting his stash ready. I can't wait for everybody to see it. He's got a little place at the nursery stashing all its plants, oh. and then he'll start taking truckloads over there, literally truckloads, and mm. putting them in and getting ready for the fair. So I can't wait to see what he's he comes up with. He's got a lot of energy, with. or he must. He does, and it's um, it's really great. He's good with customers, and I appreciate his work. Yeah, well, you should. I and appreciate he should, all He should my, appreciate you. Well, I appreciate all my employees, but yeah. he just has made the biggest difference with our perennials. Yeah. Um, well, he's kind of an Irv Evans disciple. You know, he's, well, and speaking of Irv, he was out yesterday wow. to get some more. <laughs> Is he doing okay? He's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. To get some more of his, um, he loves those uh, petunias, those light pink petunias, the bubble gum. They're the proven winners. And um, he came and got another flat or two yesterday. And um, he just, he thinks they're one of the best plants ever. And I do too. I mean, they've planted them at the entrance to Glen Eyre on, um, on Kildare Farm. Uh-huh. And they're just, they just keep going. And you don't have to do anything to them much. Yeah. Um, For those of you who are, who are just starting to listen or, or just l- listen here and there, Irv Evans helped me start this show a long time ago, 38, over 38 years ago, and uh, then he lost his voice, yeah. uh, some kind of weird stuff, and uh, he was on with us for our 35th anniversary, and tell him he <clears throat> I'm going to get in touch with him for our 40th. Okay. Uh, yeah, he no, he was to, he was on for the thirtieth anniversary. Yeah, he wanted me to yeah. tell you hello. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could, uh, I wish I had, I could pay him residuals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the success of his show because it it uh, you know the John Harris had, was quite successful. Radio was bigger back then. Yeah. There wasn't so much going on. There weren't so many ways to listen to things back then. <clears throat> you had to listen to radio. And uh, John Harris was quite successful with 15 minutes, but old Irv and I plugged along there, mainly mainly Irv, because I didn't really know that much about it. Broad, uh, I knew about broadcasting, but not about gardening. So he was uh, a major force here, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so his, uh, I should... Ann's name is still on it. I should I should put Irv's name on it too because he he was uh, he was so vital in right. starting this program. I'm sure glad he was around. He was an ex- he was the Wake County Extension agent at the time. So, uh, what what else did you learn from Irv? Well, he's just just odd uh, that he oh yeah he was telling me he's like you know a lot of people cut those. Um, cut those hydrangeas and they think they're going to take a big bunch of them in the house and they get them in the house and they stick them in water and all of a sudden they wilt. And he said, if he said, if you take those hydrangeas and as soon as you cut it, stick it and dip it into allium, which is the pickling. Yeah. So you, allium, pick, you pickle the hydrangeas, Rufus. <laughs> right. I guess you <laughs> somehow or another, you, you know, just um, help it help it make it through and it it will not wilt so i'm gonna try that i'm gonna try it today well verb evan says that it's true about plants yeah he least. said he said an old um 
an, this older African-American man that lived on lived close to them uh, would come in with in Nash the, County. Yep. Would he was come from the in, Oak Level area of Nash County. Would come in with a big bunch of of hydrangeas and be so happy with them and and then they would just wilt down mm. and um so it's it's sad to you know they go down so fast so anyway i'm gonna try it yeah try i don't, it I don't cut my hydrangeas <clears throat> I'm, I'm i'm thinking okay i don't either in in the pruning it's so difficult to know when and where to prune i'm afraid to cut them for cut flowers and that's why we stick with flocks for cut right. flowers right and by the way, uh, my Rufus tomato, <laughs> I picked one yesterday. It's about the size of a, uh, a tennis ball. It's sort of uh, looking like it's going to be colored like a, maybe a, uh, one of our her- heritage tomatoes. And I, I'm letting it, it's inside right now, so the, the verdict is out. I want to know if there's anybody else out there that's had a Rufus tomato that's produced anything. So we'll see. And by the way, the four o'clocks are all up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody, a uh, young man the other day was helping me a little bit. He said, why do you call it a four o'clock? I said, at four o'clock it starts blooming. And it's it's invariably true. Right. Four do o'clocks. You, do you have four o'clocks at, at your place? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I've got to get. Does, does Rufus need? Seed. Rufus needs to provide you with four <laughs> he does, o'clock because I had some seed and Lane planted, or we planted them in the um, in the greenhouse this past winter or spring, I guess, early spring, um, and they. I think only one of them came up. So well, you were you were you were babying them too much. <clears throat> Probably they just, they just like to fall off the off of the plant onto the ground and go you well, baby them too much just put dan on the case i will i'll put him on it and you know talking about plants we um i've got what i thought was just a wild huckleberry blue um blueberry um out in the front of, th- of my house it's like right beside the fence so obviously a bird planted it years ago it's way taller than my head now and i've been watching it every year and it would have small blueberries on it and most of the time the birds would eat them all well this year there's a bumper crop and the birds are eating the ones at the top and i went out this morning and there there's a ton lane and i looked at it yesterday there's a ton of blueberries on that plant and, and they're he good. says oh, they're that so it's got to be a rabbit eye or something but look just think about that I didn't plant it. Nobody planted it. You got a lot of stuff like that on your property. Yeah, Michael, this will be good on your oatmeal in the morning. Those are really good. I mean, I just... You know, we actually stopped, I don't know, two or three weeks ago at uh, in, um, I don't know if it was Onslow. We were on 53. We got off of 40 to hit Uh 53 to go down to Topsville, and there's a, a huge blueberry farm, and they sell blueberries there. You have to drive back down a path as... uh, my relatives in Franklin County used to say, and uh, we bought a bunch of them. So uh, I got blueberries, Yum. but I'm going to try try a couple of these because uh, just because they grew in your yard. I I just keep you know they've always been small, and we went out there yesterday, and they're just I 
I don't know. I guess the rain came at just the right time or something. Well, that's the way the spring has been, the winter spring. Exactly. Uh, everything looks better, fortunately or unfortunately. I don't know. Up until As recently, we, we had cooler nights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a, uh, a very cool May. We did. We did. It was uh, – it was tough to know when it was going to be okay to bring coleus and vinca and things like that out because it it kept staying cool and everybody wanted plants. And I'm like, you know, they're ready, but I'm afraid to bring them out because we did have a frost in May. So. Well, I have uh, – Michael, when we were up in Rollsville, somebody cornered me and said, for years my hydrangeas bloom and bloom and bloom, and I don't have any of this time. Could it have still been that cold snap? I've, I haven't seen it. And I got the best crop I ever had. Unless they pruned it at the wrong time. Well, they could have done that. Because <laughs> I had a guy to come into the nursery, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, and he he t- he kept telling me, my hydrangea's not blooming. It never blooms. Da, da. And well, he keeps cutting it back every year at the wrong time. Maybe he fertilizes so it some too. <clears throat> and so it's not going to bloom. So, you know, I'm like, okay, just leave it. Let it grow. Yeah. Let it grow. People, people, people want to, they feel like they're babying things by fertilizing. They feel like they're helping. But you, you got to do a little reading. Talk to folks at your nurseries. We have a lot of good nurseries in this area. Talk to the folks and uh, find out what you need to do with your plant because it's quite an investment usually. Right. Well, see, Phil is different from a lot of nursery people. Uh, she has things that are growing on her place, and a lot of nursery people just see them in the in, on the trays, right? The right. And I, I'm sure that none of them tell you any fibs about it. But unless you've seen something grow, you don't need to be talking about it that much because mm-hmm. you, you don't know. Yeah. And and on the hydrangea that- pruning, I. I finally learned the, the hard way to stop doing that. Yeah. Right. Uh, let it go, and then when you see the green pop up in the springtime and the other stalk stays dead, cut the dead out. Right. Yeah. That's what they do here. <laughs> yeah. In every business, cut the dead out. <laughs> Get the dead wood out of here. Amen. 919-860-9783. You know, our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited in Cary and Raleigh have given us a nice feeding station for your feather friends to give away this month. So go to the WPTF.com, WPTF.com website to enter to win an advanced poll system and some, is that fiery feast, hot pepper, no mess seed? means the squirrels won't like it. That's right. It's from, uh, from Wild Birds Unlimited, mm-hmm. drawing to – it's going to be held uh, July 17th. That pole system that they're giving away, that is a, that's sturdy. a really nice – Sturdy stuff. Sturdy. They sell good stuff at, uh, all the way around that. it. That is Wild great. Birds. So good yep. luck. Go to WPTF.com and get registered right now. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 
We're back on WPTF at 8.33. Mike Raley here along with Rufus Edmonston, the former Attorney General and Secretary of State and Chief Deputy Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee, and he's uh, currently the Secretary General of Gardening and an Attorney Esquire. Phil Campbell is owner of Campbell <laughs> Road Nursery. Is that right? Is that right? You're Esquire? Oh, Rufus no Edmonston doubt about Esquire? It. Sure. And, and what a friendly place to go. Yeah. Lord, I love going out there. Yeah. Campbell Road Nursery is a little village, and she grows a lot of her own stuff, and uh, she has great employees, and it's a little, you know, it's just a nice place to go. Well, Phil and I had a delightful trip the other day. Uh, Our dear, wonderful friend, Mr. J.C. Knowles. How's Brother J.C. doing? He celebrated his 95th birthday Mm -hmm. at the Apex Senior Center. Right. And Phil and I attended. And he had all kinds of uh, tributes paid I to I bet him. there were great orations. There were all kinds of orations. <laughs> the only one there that, that should have been orating was Phil. But I tried to stumble a few words about J.C. And, <laughs> and who? What else can you say about J.C. except I know. He's really he's done, done it, it all. all. He has. He has done it. He's a, he's a renaissance man. But, and, you uh, know, he said he, he's, he's emphasized again his upbringing at the Oxford Orphanage. Right. He never fails to do that. And well, well it, it nice makes uh, it makes a difference in your life yeah. to you know to be in that type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. He went there it's when unique. he was a year old. It's unique, thank goodness. <laughs> Everybody doesn't have to experience that, but uh, right. yes. So it made it. It, uh, I don't know if that made him a better man, but he's a good man. Well, he said it made him a better yes. man. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Well, they had regimentation and good values and all, all that goes with it. Yeah, we had it, the mayor uh, of Apex came by. And, yeah, uh, Jacquez. He's, <laughs> he went to school with David. He, he yeah. actually graduated with David. All right. And he found out I well, was David's mom. Town. Yeah. I mentioned Apex uh, to the mayor in Roseville. I said they are doing a lot of planning. That area is going to grow a great deal. I said, model yourself uh, your little downtown area. I know that they lost buildings in a fire decades and decades and decades ago. I said, model yourself after a little little downtown Apex. It's not a little area anymore. It's a big city in a way, the population-wise. But they have such a wonderful downtown area. Yeah. That's a real model. So, uh, at any rate, Steve is in Garner. Steve, good morning. You're on WPTF. Well, I mean, I waited for over an hour last week and finally got... Boo-hoo! <laughs> you had so many interviews. Well, that's, uh, you know, they that's that's a purpose of the show is to just kind of intermix, but they were paying, too, so... Okay, but you had to bring it up anyway, right? <laughs> I did. Yeah, well, that's nice. That's, it's very uh, nice of you. Good morning. We had uh, our peak last, uh, uh, on Thursday week ago, and it was 346 were in bloom, and we're down now to 100 and, 142. But uh-huh. the, Yeah, I've seen, I, where did I see such a shock of them yesterday? I saw a I saw a bunch of them. I'm trying to figure out where I was yesterday. I saw a lot of yellow daylilies. Uh, all it wasn't in a circle. I don't know where it was, but they, they this has been a pretty good year, hasn't it, Steve? It's been an excellent year. Uh, the my large and extra large 
and spiders have been the biggest they have ever been. Mm. And I've got some blooming today that I swear are 8 to 10 inches in diameter. And, wow. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of them that have bloomed that didn't bloom at all or have struggled blooming in the past that are blooming beyond expectations right now. So we're, we're doing very well. I'm irrigating, so um, if somebody wants to come by and watch and, and see how my irrigation system works, I, I, I will demo it for them. Um, I've had four visitors that have said they heard me on the garden show. Yeah, and that was—it's uh, been fun having uh, people that listen to your show actually look us up and come out. That's kind of way our advertisers are. Well, yeah, and it's good to tell them that uh, that you heard them on the weekend gardener. So, well, yep. yeah. Steve, I got a question for you. If, yep. if a, a young person getting into gardening had never done any kind of planting and they wanted to go with daylilies. What kind, what variety, species would you suggest they start with? Well, to be honest with you, they're all very hardy. The, I mean, if you're going to get started, Stella Oro is, you can't hardly kill that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that one you can start with, and then if you like it, you can move on to something else. But there's so many, I mean... The catalog has almost 100,000 different varieties available. So, and there are also early, mid, and late that you can find out in that uh, database, uh, which will allow you to span the color in your garden over a longer period of time. Yeah. I mean, it's like today, the show is totally different from what, what it was yesterday. So if anybody wants to come, there's still plenty of color out there, and I still won't let you leave without a plant. Hmm. Well, that's a wonderful thing. Thank and you. And uh, how, how do they find out where you live, Steve? Uh, if they go to the Raleigh Daylily Club, just Google that or Bing it or whatever you do, and... Uh, open their website on the bottom you'll see some tabs one of the tabs is display gardens if you click on that it will show all the display gardens that are in the raleigh daily club and mine is called just Just one more and phone number and address are all there so if they would call we could be here uh they know we're here and we could give them a guided tour (laughs) Otherwise, the garden's open if they want to wander through if we're not here. How long will the daylilies be blooming? Well, we had them blooming in in October last year. Ah. But... Wow. If you really want to see the show, this is a good time. Yeah, now, yeah, June and July are the most showy. August is pretty good. October is okay. Um... we get into November, you might have one or two clumps that might bloom late. Well, but uh, other than that, uh, your peak is June and July. Okay. I uh, just want to let Phil know she needs to stock that uh, flamethrower 
Isn't it beautiful? Anybody that comes into my yard sees that, and they got to have one. Yeah. Well, um, I've talked with Alan, and uh, we have some, some things set up, and we're going to probably have one of the largest displays of red buds by at least by the first of September, definitely by the first. Well, hopefully sometime in October. I mean in August, that we we'll be bringing them in. But well, thank you. They're just gorgeous. They, they are. All of them. Uh, Dr. Denny Warner at NC State developing, and there's one on the Person Street side, uh, Person and Lane at uh, the Governor's Mansion, and that uh, is fairly young, but it is beautiful. And if you want to, if you want to be able to see how one looks, it's probably one at the Arboretum. I don't know if well, they have one out there or not. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, they could go uh, when they when they see the daylilies, they can certainly see it, but get I've an idea. Right. I've gotten a lot of comments. They come down the driveway, and that's what they're staring at. Yeah, right. And well, it's so unique. It's got all those colors. In the world is that. <laughs> Right. The leaves are that way, and they it just that the, it was developed by the arboretum in Raleigh, and uh, no, it was it was developed by uh, Dr. Denny Warner. Uh, it, it was it was all all his deal. He's uh, I don't know that he was he's a uh, professor emeritus. I don't know that he was even employed by NC State at the time okay. that he developed I'm it. Telling them wrong then. But That's it, okay. yeah. But yeah. the, the Arboretum usually tests plants, but uh, Dr. Warner has developed several different types of red buds and butterfly bushes, and I don't know what else. Do you know what else? He, he, he lives near you. What else? He's mainly working – well, I'm sure he's worked on peaches, too. Oh, um, he's peaches. done peaches. Yeah, because wow. he and Lane used to work in peaches. Right. I mean, that was his job when okay. he worked at the well, this is at, state uh, NC State. In. Yeah. So um, – yeah, they used to go to the to the sand hills all the time. But um, yeah, he's he's been doing some of his work in the um, there in the greenhouse um, at our at our place. He does that in March, so um, when kind of off season. But Bill, yeah, he are, does a great are job. Are all red bud leaves heart shaped? there, I think there's one. Well. Lane's got something growing in his yard that's a mix, and he's he and Dr. Warner and some of them are still are working on that right now. A mix. It's like a common. I don't know exactly. It, this is all the technical talk, but um, as far as I know, every red bud that I've seen has heart shape. I want that, I want them to stay that way. I do too. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. And you know, there's there's some uh, information out now about some disease with the red buds but um you know um if you get you just make you need to make sure you get your red bud when you're purchasing one from a reputable uh grower because there is some there there are some problems with uh disease right now in red buds and they're thinking part of it could be from uh watering practices and part of it could could be from um from like cleanliness, like uh, potting when you're potting or uh, root pruning, uh, different different types of things. But uh, don't get discouraged because 
Uh, yeah, ho- let's hopefully, hope, it's going to be hope okay. Nothing happens like yeah. red, red tip. Oh yeah, yeah. no, uh, it's going to be okay. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. There's enough variety. We've had a few articles in the in the nursery magazines lately about it, but I think we're. It's, By the way, has the scourge of the dogwoods passed? Mine, mine are all healthy, and they're they're some of them are they've got to be seven five years old. Well, I've seen several this year with uh, the powdery mildew, but I, yeah, you know they. They kind of have that, and then they come out of it when the right. weather changes. So, And, Steve, uh, don't wait an hour to talk to us anymore. I wouldn't wait for, to talk to, to Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe for an hour. Wait a minute. All right, buddy. Take care now. I, I, knew, that, I knew that they paid for for the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's hard. I make plenty of mistakes, and I I it's hard to to strike a balance uh, in in things always in in this line of work. So <clears throat> you do the best you can. Yep. Yep. And but don't wait an hour it anymore. It was an interesting show, and I've it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed. We, I love those we people over in Rolfe. Garden right now, so we can't come to any of your remotes. Well, I I. Appreciate it. You you think about us when you're out there. Well, well while we're talking about Roseville, Mike, you and I went up and forgive you and and bought. All right, this, this will you take care, Steve? All right, we're listening. All, All right, buddy. thanks. When we were at Roseville, you and I, this cute little girl came up, about 11, 11 or twelve years old, and handed us a card and said, "Say something if you want to about my my my." Uh, business and Mike said, "What is she?" she said tie dye. Yeah, tie dye. So we shirts. went up there after the show. He bought one for Sweet Melissa. I bought one for Linda. I swear she's worn it five times. I said, "Have you washed that thing yet?" <laughs> <laughs> it looks good well, on her are, too. By yeah, the way, you, you yeah, Melissa that. wore hers. Uh, you know, uh, the the next day I could see her out in the yard. Linda did too. Yeah, so the very I, next day, that sweet little girl and her family. Yeah, uh, so all of them were so nice, and I, I. But you, you know, can tell it was her business. That's right. And <laughs> usually, apparently, you when you buy a shirt, you get a pair of socks that she's tie dyed too but uh, they'd already given out of socks wow. so we didn't we didn't get yeah. any so then if we ever get to go back i'll uh, buy another shirt from her or whatever she's selling but we had cookies we had ice cream we had all kinds of stuff out there but we bought we bought those shirts and they were wor- worth the price <laughs> worth wow. the price yeah I, I saw linda wearing hers and it looks great on her <laughs> yeah it's yeah. great I haven't had a, I haven't had a tie dyed shirt. In, I don't know when since mm-hmm. I was at uh, NC State. I well, guess. you were both hippies at one time. I was a hippie. Yes, well, Linda was a hippie. But not. I was kind of, uh, kind of semi. I was semi redneck, semi hippie. Uh, hippie. <laughs> so I, that was quite a combination. I thought. I mean, oh, I, well. <laughs> I was all redneck. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Nash County, Franklin County roots, but I was still, still, kind of want to be a hippie back then. Yeah, I had long hair. Yeah, I saw the pictures. I look mm-hmm. pretty good. Lane had Life, long hair, life, too. Lifeguards, lifesaver. I'll tell you. And plus, I had had two two semesters of gymnastics at NC State. So I I, uh, I was I was down to flesh and muscles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was real muscular back then. Not not built up muscular, but I was solid. <laughs> Well, as Linda would have said, you're, you're eye candy. 
Oh, really? Is that, a, what, it was, is that what Linda would say? Well, when she that? sees a handsome young man jogging, she goes, mm-hmm, that's eye candy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Then you know, Rufus sucks in his gut. <laughs> what about what me? Mean, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. More, more of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF 919-860-9783. And we'll try not to hold anybody on an hour today. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty, we're back here on WPTF at the Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783. Richard is with us. Hey, Richard. Uh, uh, Richard here? Richard uh, at ease. Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 First, first I want to thank Phil for the basil she provided for... uh, breakfast uh, this morning oh okay <laughs> and uh gerald for the uh, uh tomatoes we've been getting in good had, had a good crop so far uh so far they're, they're starting to come in uh the red snapper's been pretty good had a taste a lot like a mortgage lifter okay and uh also uh, in a visit to the farmer's market one vendor uh, said that's the last of the strawberries they'll have, and it's been an interesting year where, where you can get the strawberries and in, in the sweet corn both. I know <laughs> yeah, it, that it, is, it's, for it's sure. It's been a much longer period for strawberries than I expected. Yeah, and uh, I, I found another way to uh, repurpose some of those small wheelie bins that we used to have for our uh, yard waste disposal. Uh, you can... It, Normally, I've been putting my soil amendments in those small packages and inside of five-gallon buckets. Well, the five-gallon buckets uh, will go inside the uh, the bins, and when it comes time to start working in the garden, you just wheel the bin out and extract the uh, amendments, plus it saves space in the garage. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, uh, Richard, what's that latest picture you sent me? I've forgotten. It was, it was something astounding. Uh yeah. What? Oh, oh, oh. The, uh, the the latest one was the uh, uh, tomato mugshot. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was the uh, uh, <laughs> tomato. tomato mugshot. What? what a unique saying, Richard. But leave it up to Richard. <laughs> well, well, it had uh, three three dimensions uh, dimensioned up at uh, when the RPD could afford to spare people for PA events. Uh, they used to give away those little rulers with. Uh, Raleigh Police Department on it. Right. So when you take pictures of the tomatoes, and if, if you do any kind of scientific photography, you should always have a uh, scale. So I have the scale in uh, three directions plus the weight. Well, you're a scientist. You you know that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, that was a good way to document the size of the uh uh, red snapper, which is pretty darn good, and some of these, uh, the skin seems to be. Uh, my wife likes to peel her tomatoes, so they're easy for her to peel. To me, there's a lot of flavor even in the peel. Oh my! And uh, I only know one other person in the world that peels tomatoes. 
Linda? Yeah. That was my grandmother, oh, ho- grand- Ma Holler. <laughs> <laughs> Came from the Holler. Ma Holler Ma lived in the Holler. H O L L E R. And she perplexed my mama. I'd say, why in the world do you peel tomatoes? And I said, well, I'm accustomed to peeling apples, peeling peaches, and I'm going to peel a tomato. Well, that's tedious, isn't it? It is. I don't know. I've never she use one. a razor blade? <laughs> well, a paring uh, knife. Wow. Yeah, and, and well, the, apparently the verdict on tomato uh, flavor is turned over on appeal. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Oh. Listen, it's working a lawyer right. joke. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, uh, on the hydrangeas, uh, a few years ago, uh, I sent you all some pictures of uh, the beautiful barn in Wise Fork, uh, which is between Kenston and Dover. And every year, I drive by there and see the hydrangeas with the background of the barn. But this year, mm. I haven't seen the hydrangeas blooming. Hmm. Well, they've somebody's been cutting them. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and, and on the alum, uh, my favorite application for the alum was in the Three Stooges when when they put it in the punch bowl. Phil doesn't get that I I don't know a female who enjoys the Three Stooges I love them Oh, I love them Oh, you do? Okay, well, good for you. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I have three, Open-minded. I have three stooges at my nursery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Sometimes I tell them that's what they're doing. I thought they worked here. I'm like, y'all, y'all remind me. It's Mark and Palmer and Sean. I said, y'all remind me of the three stooges sometimes. Oh. <laughs> they're so funny. Hey, Richard, we got, we got to go. We're out of time. All right. Well, thank y'all for being there. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you Appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right. You too. Always unique. You know, an astrophysicist from a retired from NC State called me to get some information on somebody here at WPTF from olden times. So, but I had never talked to one before, and boy, did he sound smart. Woo. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, Richard sounds smart. Too. He is smart, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's a scientist. Wow. All right, more of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF. Doug and Phil, I promise you, I won't. Won't keep you on an hour, and I do not sound like Clark Gable or Marilyn Monroe.